This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, welcome to the second hour of power with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Hey, that kind of rhymes. We come to you every Saturday morning with info and funny stuff, hopefully, to entertain you and inform you about Wisconsin's great outdoors every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and you can call us anytime at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And uh, you can also email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, just go to ceoguys.com and you'll find our advertising manager, Ron Heidenreich's phone number on there. And uh, you can always contact him. So, uh, Bushy, you got you got a magazine open there. You got stuff in there that you wanted to talk about? Or was that uh, something what else? I, what have I or got is that here? something else? Hold on one second here. Oh, Let that me was get the right hunting to, uh... stuff. Well, that was the hunt. Yeah. Oh, that was the. Oh, oh, here you go. What do you got? Okay, I got one. What? Last week, or maybe two weeks ago, guy in Alabama hears his dog barking in the front yard. So he goes out to see what is the matter. And here's a big feral hog in the front yard. So he goes and get. And if, folks, if you don't know what a feral hog is, that's a wild pig. So it is legal to shoot him as long as it's legal to discharge a firearm where you are, and I guess where this guy was, it was legal. So he goes out in the front yard, and he takes his thirty-eight caliber pistol, and he plugs three holes in it and drops it. Well, it's kind of a big kind of a hog. He wants to know how much it weighs. So he calls a bunch of buddies. They get into, I don't know what the heck they put it on, a flatbed or something, and they take it over to the grain and feed store or something. They got a big scale over there. You want to take a guess how big this hog was, this feral hog? Okay, let me guess. <laughs> Eight hundred seventy-five point three pounds. Eight hundred and twenty. No, I just guessed. Oh, man. did you really? Yeah, yeah I'm a genius. Eight hundred and twenty pounds. That's got to be the biggest feral hog ever. Eight hundred and twenty pounds. That's that's huge. 
That's a that's big, a big pig. It's a big hog. That's a lot of now, bacon. Now, now you're probably wondering what what did he do with this thing? Well, since it had a hang overnight before he could get it over to the scales the next day, yep. they kind of figured that the meat might have gone bad because you know it's a little warm down there in Alabama. So uh, him and his buddies and whoever they went out to some farmer said, "Hey, you want this for fertilizer?" They chopped it up and put it out in the field. So basically, basically that was it. So, but 820 pound feral hog. That's a monster. Imagine if you had like an 800 ho- wild hog, like a big wild boar, battling against an 800 pound black bear. Or whatever. <laughs> you know that um, interesting uh, book I read uh, talked about out west years ago. They used to actually have uh, bear and bullfights. Yeah, they used to have animal fights. Bear and yeah. bullfights, yeah. yeah, where they'd go actually get. Now, back then there were. The grizzly bear, I guess, mm-hmm. down there. Now they don't grow as big like the Alaskan brown bear, but they some mighty big bear. And they'd actually take the uh, the, the bear and they'd uh, have him, you know, like chained up to a stake. Mm-hmm. So he'd maybe have one of his paws, you know, stuck to the uh, chain to the stake, and then they'd release the bull, and the bull would come charging at him. And uh, I read one interesting story where they had this one real tough grizzly, and he just, with one swipe of his paw, he'd break the neck of the bull. Really? And he went through a couple of bulls before finally one of them got him. Yeah. And it, it sounds... I it guess sounds pretty cruel to it's me. It's pretty cruel. Yeah, it is cruel. But it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing hearing the yeah. story of these... Uh, what they used to do. They, you know, those bulls can be pretty, you know, pretty uh, mm-hmm. pretty ornery. Oh, yeah. And pretty tough, too. So it's oh, just yeah. kind of interesting, the battle between these really tough creatures there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, on YouTube... But this is wild stuff in the wild. On YouTube, they, they'll have, uh, like, lion versus hyenas or uh, this versus that. You know, different animals in the wild that they've gotten footage of them squaring off, you know. And uh, those are some interesting, interesting videos, scene. yeah. You hey, know. Who, who was, wasn't there an NFL player that said, or a former NFL player that said last year that he could beat a, a wolf in a fight? Oh yeah, I don't know. Who, Did who one was who was that? Somebody said something uh, about it. Arian Foster. Arian Foster. He used to be a running back for the Texans. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He I said he could him. beat a wolf in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, good luck, Arian. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with he that. An ornery timber wolf. Oh, uh, 150, 170 pound timber wolf. <laughs> they can be uh-huh. pretty intimidating. Uh, yeah. I um, uh, it, it uh timber wolf story here. Um. Uh, Years ago uh, on Isle uh, Royal, my cousin was uh, hiking there. He said he's never been so scared in his life. He was going through the thick bush, and he'd canoe and stuff there and catch big pike. Uh, he walked up on a timber wolf. Um, he, he just came through some thick stuff, and all of a sudden there was this timber wolf, and he said it's, it's, it's growling. And it had like its hair up, and it's snarling it's at snarling him. Snarling at him when he and, and he said he said he, he his own hair stood up on the back of his head. Oh, I can imagine. And he said it was the most vicious, evil thing he'd ever seen. It was just snarling like it was the devil, and he just froze, and then slowly backed up. He said he'd never been so scared in his life, and he figures that maybe it was a female timber wolf mm-hmm. in on its den. Oh, okay. And uh, 
And then I told you the story a couple of years back how the timber wolf almost ran my brother over. Oh, yeah, with yeah. With his yeah. wife when he was walking on our land yeah. up in Douglas County. And a, a deer, first of all, busted out yeah. and almost ran into him five feet away. Yeah. And then they saw something coming behind, and it was the big timber yeah. wolf. And the timber wolf tried to stop, but it was <laughs> like a big big a dog on your kitchen floor yeah, yeah. trying to stop and sliding. Yeah, and this yeah. timber wolf couldn't slide, so then it just it just ran right around him did a u-turn right around him and went back the other way deer went one way and the timber wolf went the other but it happened so fast they didn't even have time to be freaked out or scared so yeah um that's weird although i guess the timber wolf it seems like people have more to fear now from black bear there's been black bear attacks i've been hearing about yeah there have up in alaska well, even in Wisconsin, uh, there's you know the problem in Wisconsin is that we have too many black bears. They need to increase those the, the, the tags. The, the tags for them, yeah. There are way too many, you know. And people think, well, you never can have too many. Well, I think you can. You know, there can be too many of them. I suppose. Yeah, and if they're not getting enough food in the wild, they're going to become looking in the yards. They're going to come on the edge of towns and that, you know. Wherever there's garbage, you know, they're going to Bird feeders. Oh, bird feeders. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. Oh, you know, I got to tell you, my neighbor's dog did something weird. He, I guess this dog doesn't... Jumped, jumped on your leg? No, 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 no. He doesn't like rabbits. And uh, in his backyard, he, he uh, my neighbor came out and saw the back end of uh, a little rabbit going down his dog's throat. What? Yeah, the dog eats the rabbits. He eats bunnies. The, the small, the small rabbits, not oh. the big ones, the small ones. He catches them and he. What and kind of dog? What a, kind of Cujo evil dog the, is this? I know it's it's a Doberman. They chase but, them, but you don't yeah, eat the well, bunnies. I guess when he catches one, he does. So anyway, he saw this, the back end of this rabbit going down his dog's throat. So he took him to the vet and said, "Hey, you know, can my dog get sick? Can anything happen to it?" And he says, well, he might have a problem passing all of it, but yeah, it should, he should be okay. If he doesn't, let him snow, bring him back. I mean, I, I don't know. It's weird, you know? You, you would mean, think some of the, the bones would yeah. have could puncture the stomach. Yeah, you would think so. But, uh, well, he I said, mean, I don't let, know how, how tough rabbit I, bones are. I don't think I don't they know. can be that. I don't because know. You look no, at, rabbit bones are really weak. You can break them. Yeah. Yeah, like when I clean rabbits, I snap yeah. and cut yeah. them back. right. But, I, but, but rabbit, any, I yeah. hate rabbits. Yeah. If he gets gets that rabbit sideways coming out, I mean, it, I, I'm sure his stomach will dissolve most of it and all that. But well, they're, like the vet said, well, if there's a problem, come on, bring him back. Well, you know, you know my what? dog likes to go after uh, rat or rabbit poop. What in the backyard? Your dog? A lot of dogs oh, do. The, rabbit, yeah. rabbit poop apparently is uh, aphrodisiac. No, it doesn't help. It gives him the squirts. Does it? Uh-huh. It gives because them the squirts? Yeah, because rabbits get into stuff they're not supposed to, and then that... So eating rabbit in... crap gives them the... Mm-hmm. Well, stupid dog. Yeah, need a kind of... pellet gun and... What kind of... Yeah. Oh, no, so it's, it's all dogs. So, so blame the rabbit, because yeah. your dog's dumb enough to eat its crap. No! I'm blaming the, rabbit the dog. For being in my yard. I'm the blaming the rabbit. The are harmless. You're blaming the rabbit. The, I, I kind of like seeing a little bit. I talk to the rabbit in the they morning. I Tom's see him outside. Garden. I say, hey, yeah, buddy, how do. you doing, buddy? They get in there and some of the stuff. I have shoot to, them in the fall. Got to put that chicken wire up to keep them out. But late, you know what? This is weird, though. Lately, twice now, okay, normally I never have a problem. I mean, chipmunks will eat the little uh, yellow tomatoes, you know. They'll, they'll eat those and that, but... 
But lately, something is grabbing the the big, you know, fist-sized green tomatoes that haven't turned red yet. You know, they're green still. They're eating the green tomatoes. They're ripping them off the vines and eating green tomatoes. I'm going to have to put the live trap out there and see what the heck is doing that. Raccoon? I don't know. I've never had this problem before. Bigfoot? Yeah, maybe. Maybe Bigfoot. They, they, they really like tomatoes. They're, they like them green tomatoes. What I hear. But, yeah, Love. green tomatoes. So, hey, maybe we got a caller that's going to tell me what's eating my green tomatoes. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, so but fishing actually late, lately around here, even with the high water, fishing's been really good. And you know what bite is really going good right now is a topwater bite. Buzz baits, frogs, you know, really? up shallow in the weeds. Yeah, who you got? We have Carl from Port Washington. Okay. Hey, good morning, Carl. How you, how are you today? Pretty good. Tom. good. What's on your what's on your mind? Well, you guys are talking about what dogs eating rabbits and oh, yeah. stuff and one day I was driving down Highway 60 out west of Cedarburg, and all of a sudden here's a dog running down the, the the driveway in a farm. He's got a chicken in his mouth. Really? <laughs> so their dog was eating their chicken. Oh, what gosh. the heck? Dogs aren't supposed to eat chicken. Fox are supposed to eat chickens. I, 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 I was sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. It's got a chicken. Wow. It's got a chicken. <laughs> That's really funny. Hey, thanks for calling, Carl. All righty. Okay, Everybody bye now. Care. And who else you got? We have Paul from New Berlin. Hey, Paul. Good morning. I don't know if you have any at your house, but by, by me in New Berlin, the deer will eat the tomatoes. No, not by us. We no don't deer? have deer. No. Yeah, I, no. See, wow. It's like pit, you, know, you have a tomato plant, and you go out there, and all the tomatoes are gone. Well, I mean, they'll eat the green tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah, really. Oh. It's fruit. They, they eat well, fruit. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Tomatoes are fruit, so yeah. it could be the deer. Yeah. Need a bigger trap, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Thanks for calling, Paul. <laughs> Bye now. Well, no, there's no deer by us. And, hey, you know, Tom, anyway, I see you yeah. got those certificates, Badger Sportsman. How about we give someone a chance to win a year subscription to Badger Sportsman? Okay. I got an idea. Here it is. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Should we do it when we come back from when this break? When we come back. Be when ready. we come back from this break, Danny's got an idea for you to win a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman. How about that? Do you want somebody to call, Danny? Uh, yeah, somebody can give a call now, and you can you can win. All you got to do is have a little fishing knowledge, very little. All right, there you go, 799-1250. It's 414-799-1250. One-year subscription to Badger Sportsman if you ask a, a, a question from Danny. All right, we'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. And uh, right now, uh, you have a chance not to win Baitmate, but something just as great, a year subscription to Wisconsin's finest outdoors hunting and fishing magazine, Badger Sportsman. And uh, who do we have on the line, Greg? We have Alan just down the road in Hales Corners. Okay, Alan, uh, thanks for listening. And here it is. In my hands, I've got a magazine, an outdoor magazine, Field and Stream, and they've got listed the 
uh, best lures, 50 best lures of all time. So all you need to do to win that subscription is just guess one of the top 10. One lure that's in one of the top 10 best lures, most popular of all time. Can you give us a lure and see if it's in the, in the list here? Alan, I know you can do it because this is easy question. There's some easy, easy ones that you fished with as a kid. So I would actually guess, um, I would say spinnerbait. Well, well you got to be more specific. Yeah. What's the name? What's the name? Name brand. Think of name brands of yes. popular baits. I would say the Meps. There you go. There Meps. you go. There you go. All right. That's good. You're a winner. Meps. You're a winner. Can you I think of any number five? Huh? I use the number five. Meps. That's a good one. Number five. Yep. Meps is listed as the number four. They just have Meps Aglia, which yeah. is the spinner. And some have the hair, some don't. But, yeah, uh, yeah very good. You are a winner, Alan. I'll get we that got... out to you. Huh? Sounds good. All right. That was it. Yeah, I'll mail that out to you tomorrow All right, or yeah. Monday. All right. We've mentioned maps. Do we give someone else a chance oh. to try another one? I got the list here. You got one out of nine. You got there's nine left on the list. Meps has been taken. I don't know. Yeah, we we can give another one away. All right, let's take another caller. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. What the heck? We'll give one more subscription away. I'll give you some money for stamps. Now, don't worry about that. Jeez, I know you gotta kind of take care of that stuff. Uh, And I don't have to email Molly at Baitmate because our Brian didn't win this week. Uh, Well, my last question on recoil wasn't too hard. Can it endorse? No, the last no the last one the last question was easy. Yeah, I thought that one, the, the first one was a tough name? one. Yeah, the first one. And I thought that, but the other two were two easy. Were easy. Yeah, those were easy. But he missed it. What's your last name? Oh, well, that that happens. that happens. Oh, your mic is on, Greg. <laughs> so while Greg is writing down that person's name, the other people that are calling right now, sorry, we got a contestant. I see all the phone lines phone are phone lines are lighting they're, up. They're just everybody wants that subscription. They're all lit. Badger Sportsman. Yeah, yeah, they're all lit. So I'm gonna have a bear hunting story in the next. Oh yeah, of, uh, yeah. Badger Sportsman. Yeah, yeah, that's not too far away. Not too far you away. Know, not too far away. I had September, some bear meat. October issue. Yeah. Last year I had some bear meat. Right, that was well, actually yeah, pretty I good. You some, yeah. No, no. Didn't I give you? No, some? no. This I got this well, one. I shot from, mine years ago. Yeah. But uh, and actually, though, I did find out that you have to cook bear meat well done. You well, have to make sure it's steak trichinosis. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make, make sure, sure it's, it's well done. Well. Yep. And really, we just cooked it. My uh, my son's one of my son's father in law. He uh, he just throw it over. He's got a, a fire pit in the back, you know, and he just put it on those grates and just cooked the heck out of it. And you know what? It was wonderful. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Okay, who do you got? Oh, Harry. We got Harry from Shorewood. Morning, Harry. Hey, Harry. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Good. man. Good. Okay, We're so we heading to the heading to the Waukesha County Fair. My son owns Nico's Euros. Come on down and have a Euro today. Oh, hey, those yeah, are that's right. The, the Waukesha County Fair is going yeah, on. Yeah, those are great. You've had those one, are, Tom? Yes. My father was in the business for forty years, and he gave it to my son Nico, and yeah. uh, it's all good. Those are awesome. Yes. Thank you. Oh, great. yeah, they're Tip. great. So if you were if you're listening, Harry, uh, yeah. we were talking uh, according to my Field and Stream magazine, the top ten lures of all time, and Dare, Maps Daredevil, 
You got it. Daredevil, Daredevil number two. There's, there's Didn't one. even hesitate. Okay. That's yeah, right. That no was, hesitation. That was good. Yeah, I would have said Daredevil. You know, if, if they were asking me this question, I'd just say Daredevil, Rapala, Meps. Yep, those are yep. top you'd have, ones. You know you'd have the top. I would have added a Euro on there, but, you know. And a Euro. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hope it doesn't rain on you guys today. Yeah, I hope not. It rained enough yesterday. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, have fun, and, uh, and uh, you know, those Euros are great. I would recommend yeah. that to anybody. All right. All right. Thanks Take a lot. Bye now. Take care, man. Bye. Um, yeah, you know, is Beetlespin on there? Um, the the mate... Bass Buster Beetlespin. Well, here, let me read the top ten and see what they got. Here, I got a question for you, Danny. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Who uh, who invented? Who came, who was the guy who came out with the Bass Buster Beetlespin? Larry Mundello. No. Uh, Beaver Cleaver. Virgil Ward. Virgil Ward. Virgil Ward. You got the Bass Buster Beetle spin. Yeah. Anyway, what let's else see if Tom can name what? the top ten. Okay, the rest of it. Oh, oh no, the rest of it. The rest of it in top ten. Okay, okay so get on map. the buzzer. Oh, get off that <laughs> damn right here, buzzer! Right Don't start with here that we, buzzer. Here we go. So, so, so far. You, so you got the you got the Beetle spin. Uh, okay, Hedden Torpedo. Hold on, Hedden oh. Hedden Hedden's got to be on there. Hold on. You know, top 10. Oh, now he's flipping around. Where's the top 10? Okay, he- there we go. Hedden isn't on there? Not in the top 10. Really? No. Well, it's in the top 50, right? I didn't even get that. I got oh, to turn you didn't the, even I get that far. I got to that page. You have to turn the page. Looking at the top 10 here. Play, hey, play that song on, by Bob goal. Seeger. That's what we're the, coming out with next. Yeah, turn next the page. Break. Yep, yep. Okay, good. He didn't even turn the page. I got to put my glasses on. Okay, I got my glasses on. Boy, this so, is you know this is never fair. He, I'm going to bring Stalin a magazine. Give gonna, another guess. I'm going to bring a magazine. Let's go. I'm going to I'm going to bring Keep a it. magazine in and start asking him <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, come on, Tom, you can do it. We well, we said know, Daredevil and Daredevil, Maps. Daredevil, uh, and and you got the Rapala. Give him a little ring there. Yeah. Okay, you got a ring. Okay. Uh, Keep going. What would be in a top? Continue. 10? What would be in a top ten? Uh, oh, how about Man's Jelly Worm? That's pretty old. No. Hit, hit. There but we go. it's in the top 50. It's got okay, all right. Come on. Uh, um, well, I, I'm sure somebody's spinnerbait's got to be in there, but I don't know which brand. Okay. Uh, Cotton Cordell uh, Big O? <laughs> no? Those are all great baits. Okay. You're, uh, you're bag, too much bag, a bass. Bag. Okay. Oh, oh, quit, thinking, th- quit thinking bass okay. and just think chucking regular stuff a kid off a bank. Oh, uh, kid off a bank. Well, that's all we ever used. Think Pike. Jeez. We already said Daredevil. Yeah. Well, what? Hint. What? Weedless. Oh, the Johnson Silver Johnson Minnow. Johnson Silver Minnow. Give Johnson him a ring there. Okay. Minnow. Yeah. The yeah. Johnson Silver Minnow. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. not all silver now, though. <laughs> okay. Now think bass. You know, can top. I say something about yes. Johnson Silver Minnow? Sure, go ahead. Say put you, whatever you, you want. You put a twister tail on the back of that, or sometime a pla- or especially a twister tail on the back, that bait is still really good in shallow water it's and around great, the weeds and all that. It's a great largemouth it lure is. as well. It still is. Probably overlooked. If you're going to fish man. If you're fish some shallow weeds where there's yeah. a bunch of pike and bass. Yeah. And I, you, get, you get that thing wiggling side to side, and then you got that twister tail in the back spinning. Man, I'm telling you, that's as sexy as heck. Yeah. Or, some, you know, I had a friend of mine, he would tie hair on the back of it, you know, bucktail hair on the back. Man, that thing was just, just the coolest thing. Yeah. Okay, let's and see it if we can. still catches fish. A great tip, and let's see if we can anyway. get more buzzing. Okay, uh, now think 
It's in the top. It's listed number seven. Yeah. Uh, and think bass and think top water. Oh, the jitterbug. That's got to be in the top ten. No. The Zara Spook. Oh, Zara Spook. Well, yeah. Zara Spook is listed number seven. Now, you, Jitterbug has to be in here somewhere. That's gotta be. I don't know. Where Why don't you just read us the top ten? Top ten. Okay, number one. Now, this one here, I disagree with. Yeah. The curly tail grub. Well, that. It says the curly tail is often used as a generic term for yeah. a whole class of soft plastic yeah. grubs with curled tails, yeah. but it's actually a trademark of Mr. Twister, yeah. the company that made the first ones more than yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, Mr. Twister. Okay. Combined with a planar painter. Okay. okay who else? Uh, Number two was... Two was Daredevil. Several. Three. Three was Rapala. Okay. Four was Maps. Four was Maps. Five was Johnson Silver Minnow. Okay. Number six, Sluggo. Oh, cut it out. Yeah, what the heck Throw is... that What out. are they talking about? Get that out of here. Let me here, read what it says. Sluggo. These nondescript pencil-like oh. soft plastics are incredibly successful lures, sluggo. but it takes a little practice to work them right. Yeah, Rig a six-inch Arkansas shad color slug type. Uh, blah, you know blah, 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 blah. No, you know, you, uh, nobody would even think of that. Yeah, sluggo. you know, also, Tom, you know... Oh. I, okay, what's number just, seven? Seven was the, the Zara Spook. Okay. Is it Zara or Zara? It's Zara. It's yeah. Zara. Yeah. Yeah, Zaras. And uh, they are good, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Number eight, the Berkeley Power Worm. Oh, come on. There's so that? many what? damn Is Berkeley paying out? for field no. and streams? You know what? Before there was ever a power worm, there was man's jelly worm, which was the, one of the originals. That was one of the biggest things back in the 70s. Man's jelly worms, not Berkeley Power right. Worms. So that's on. another Who one. was number nine and ten? Number nine. The original gets it. Oh, cut it out. The would, gets it. Nobody even it looks knows like of a that anymore. Jig. You know, here's the thing. What? For for a lure to be in the top 10 of all time, people at least have to know the name. How many of Listen. our listeners have ever heard of a stupid gets it? Yeah. Come on, cut it out. Guess what? To be What's in the top 10, 10, it's got to be What's in number 10? deluxe Danny Bush's yeah, wealthy it. landowner in from Douglas bank, County. Right? Single wealthy landowner from yeah. Douglas County's tackle box. Yeah. What's the number don't 10? don't see it in there. Well, number 10, I can't argue with uh, flatfish. Yeah, okay. I've caught some giant, yeah. giant. Yeah. In fact, one of the best... Uh, uh, tips we had back in the old days when the salmon fishing was fantastic. Everyone yeah. would troll J plugs. I could troll a flatfish slower at a much slower speed yeah. and get oh, yeah, a great definitely. action. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and we'd get more. Uh, yeah. I'm, I got to get back out and troll with flatfish for some yeah, kings. Those here. have a lot, a lot of action. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Well, we agree with some, disagree with others, and uh, when but and you know what? But you can't disagree with our advertisers. And here's a few of them right now. On a long and lonesome highway east of Omaha You can listen to the engines moaning out as one lone song You can think about the woman Oh, the the and I don't know the words of this before. song. I know them all. I'll handle it for you. But your thoughts will soon be wandering. The way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and you're sitting sniffing glue. And you don't feel much like riding. You just wish the trip was through. 
I know this next part. See, here I am. Come on, everybody. On the road again. There I am. Up on the stage. Here I go. Playing star again. There I go. Blow my nose. Okay. All right. Welcome back All right. to the Midwestern Shooters Supply. Welcome back to the karaoke hour here. Yeah. Coming at you outdoors. Coming to you live from the bait mate fish attractant right. studios. And Tom, you had something you got to. Yeah, I was going to tell folks, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they hear about the daredevil, they, they don't always necessarily know the story behind the daredevil. Originally, the daredevil, and this was told to me by Ed Eppinger. Ed uh, Eppinger. The nephew of the guy who actually invent- met oh, yes. Ed Eppinger. I, I knew him. I talked to him many, many times. Many, wow. many times. Yeah, great old guy. Uh, he was the nephew of the guy who invented it all. But anyway. Lou, Lou Eppinger. That's right. Uh, Lou Eppinger invented it, and his uh, uh, nephew Ed took it over. Well, anyway, okay, so this is what happened. In the beginning... They were called, they weren't called daredevils. They were called ospreys, osprey spoon. Okay. But after the second, uh, after the first world war, in honor of the flying, I'm uh, quote to air quotations, daredevils, that that's what the, the, those, they, what they were called back in the first world war, the guys flying the planes, they were called daredevils. In honor of the daredevils in the first world war, flying the, the, the you know, airplane flyers, he renamed them from Ospreys to Daredevils. And, yeah. you know, Mike McGivern, our sports expert here at the station, during our break, our listeners have to know that Tom asked him. You know what a MEPS is? And he said no. And then he asked him, how about a Daredevil? And, and Mike said, isn't that like a guy who jumps over buildings and stuff? Oh, he says, but I know all about hooks, bobbers, and sinkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows bobbers. Hey, listen, on the line, we have our good friend Al Shook right now. Good morning, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. How you know, are you doing today? You know, last week we didn't have enough time to, to give you to uh, really talk about this, uh, what is it, uh, Bill number 411, I think it is, or yeah, whatever, that right. where they want to take some of the authority away from the DNR wardens. And, you know, I just wanted to tell you that that is the guy who started that has got to be an idiot, you know. I mean, really. I tell mean, us what you really think, he's, Tom. He, I know he's a, he's a, like a state senator or state representative <laughs> from Northern Wisconsin. He's Sugar a moron. He's the, the, a moron. The, the guy's yeah, an idiot. Yeah. He really is. I, maybe he works at the boat launch on Okachi Lake too. I think too. so. He must be the same guy. He sure doesn't work at the one on North Lake. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh. don't. Oh, oh, don't even say the There's, North. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't need we don't need a Barney Fife at North Lake because there is no North Lake launch. Anyway, go ahead, Al. Just to let you know that there are 13 assemblymen and at least six senators that have signed on to co-sponsor that bill. You're kidding me. Four eleven. Well, that makes so. Uh, let's see, you know, six and thirteen. That's and nineteen idiots. You're pretty good at math. Tom. Representatives in Southeast Wisconsin that I know, Senator Craig and Representative Bronsky, who signed on to that bill. AB 411, what yeah. that bill yeah, essentially would do. Uh-oh, we lost Al. Oh, man. Their land to enforce, oh. enforce law. Wait, Al, you know, you better go back. We lost you. Your phone cut out, and we lost you for about 10 seconds there. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what this bill would do. The elected officials. No, you said what this bill will do. 
what this bill will do will make the wardens get permission from the property owner to go and investigate any hunting or fishing activity before they can get on the property. Otherwise, they would but, be subject to trespass yeah. laws. What, what if the property owner isn't at home? Then the warden can't do anything. What See, if it's the property owner that's that's poaching the deer? They're yeah. going to call him first and say, hey, do we have permission to come investigate you poaching the deer? If the warden <sighs> actually sees that person you know, break a law, then they do have probable cause and they can get into the property. Yeah, and how are they going to see people out in the woods? You know, I mean, yeah, you can't see what's going. You got to physically be there. There, yeah, there are um, <sighs> instances where a hotline tip would not be reasonable suspicion in order to go on private property to investigate because if it's an anonymous tip, that doesn't rise to the level of reasonable suspicion. So at least twenty-five percent of all the hotline tips are anonymous. And a large portion of those would go, you can't investigate them because they don't have enough evidentiary material in the comment. This this, this, this proposal this is, has got to be stopped. This is, the, well, this is just stupid. I, I, hope, I hope it doesn't get out of the assembly, but from past practice, usually if something gets a hearing in the assembly, it's, it's quite often that it will be put to the floor of the assembly. But there has not been anything scheduled for this bill again, and we'll just have to see and wait. But there is there is quite uh, a hubbub or a kerfuffle, if you would want, that they're, they're worried that the wardens are violating the Fourth Amendment rights of everyone that they trespass against. Even though multiple examples were given to them, the, the signing, the sponsor, author of the bill, said it was a constitutional right, and you can't give that up, and it doesn't have to be mandated. And many people gave examples of once you turn to the age of majority, you're guaranteed the right to vote as long as you're not a felon. But that right is only granted when you register. And in Wisconsin, an amendment to the Constitution was made to make hunting, trapping, and fishing a right of the citizens of Wisconsin. But you have to have the privilege or the certificate in order to partake in that right. Right, right. He denies that fact. Really? Says, no, this, huh? is, this is the U.S. Constitution, not the state Constitution. Well, like I said before, the guy sounds like an idiot. Well, it, it's, it's a long road to hold, but hopefully it won't go very far in... Uh, I'll probably see Harry today because I'm going to the county fair too. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be going for the pancake breakfast this morning and then be doing the one dollar milk booth at two to four. Okay, so. <laughs> you can always see Al Shook. Hey, maybe I'll come see you the, there. At, yeah. What are you going to be doing, milking cows? No, we had uh, the Waukesha Dairy Association sells all the milk you can drink for one dollar a glass, and uh, as long as you stay in the tent. So really, yep, it's the best bargain on the fairgrounds. Oh, oh wow, good deal, and it's. And I bet you it's pretty good milk too. Yeah, nice and cold the way it should be. Yeah, that's there right. White right. chocolate and strawberry. Now, okay, to make this uh, as we wrap it up now, Al, what, uh, where can somebody go if they want to make comments to their state legislature or whatever? What, what's the best way to go about this? If they go on Wisconsin.gov, click on legislature, they have a map 
of different regions for the assembly and for the Senate. You can click on the spot that you live in. It'll give you your senator's name and your assemblyman's name. And in that listing, they have their phone number, their mailing address, and an email address. And you can send that someone in the assembly uh, an email note saying that you're opposed to Bill AB 411. Okay. That's that's good advice. Matter of fact, I am going to do that today when I get home. And I would encourage everyone to do that and then have a friend do it also. All right. Because this is... This would be open season on all game laws and turning a lot of people into criminals. And yeah. oh, the if viol- you never hunt public land, why buy a license? I'll tell you They're what, the, 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 the violators will be out there in force then. There's nothing yep. to stop them. Yeah. The, the scenarios of private land next to public water uh, are mind-boggling. Someone fishing on the bank of a river on private property. The warden wouldn't be able to talk to him and ask for a license because that person's on private property. That person doesn't want to leave the land. The warden can't go on the land to check the license. I know it's terrible. But we got duck hunting. Yeah, we we got to run to a commercial break, Al. Thank you for calling and keeping us up to date on this. Okay. Yeah, that meeting last Wednesday lasted five hours. Oh my God. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Well, you do a good you do a good job uh, representing the state of Wisconsin outdoor people. So keep it up, Al. Gentlemen, we'll have talk. a great day. You Wish too. You to see you. Okay. On Wednesday for sure. Yep. See you. Alrighty. Al. Bye now. Thanks. And with Bye-bye. that, we have to do a commercial break real quickly. We are here on. Uh, oh God, what are we on here? Sports Radio twelve fifty and yeah. one hundred five seven FM. The Fan. There you go with Tom and Dan. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. This is the last segment of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. We're really glad that you joined us today, uh, but we do have a few more minutes left. 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to get in on anything, got ask a question, make a comment. You know, uh, I got to just tell you that, you know, plastic worms, when it comes to uh, any kind of, well, mainly plastic worms for bass fishing, but plastics in general have come a long way over the years but you know there's not a lot new with them really it's the techniques that are new not the worms so much yeah you can get a little different sizes and shapes and whatever but generally it's it's the presentations of them and you know the wacky style that that took everybody by storm a number of years back you know taking that hook hooking it right through the middle of the worm and a lot of people were a little worried about that because they thought, boy, that fish can see the hook. And let's face it, when we were young, we were all taught that, you you know, when you're putting that night crawler on the hook, you got to hide the hook so the fish don't see it. Well, you know what, folks? Fish don't know what a hook is. They don't know. They don't care. You know, they're going to grab it anyway. So anyway, the, the wacky style is, is a great technique. But you know what? There are also they use those same worms. Now, when I'm talking about those type of worms, I'm talking about the Yamamoto Senko, the uh, um, Chomper's Salty Sinker, the Yum Dinger, the, these, and there's other ones, Kalen's, uh, what, what are Kalen's called there? I can't remember now. Anyway, 
but there's a lot of different ones out there. They all work. They all they're all going to catch fish. You know, we all have our favorite colors. I have my favorite color, like watermelon red, watermelon purple, watermelon seed. I kind of like watermelon, I guess. But the thing is, is that you can rig it wacky style. You can rig it Texas style, which means weedless. You can put a you can have it uh, rig it weedless with a regular plastic worm hook, with or without a weight on the front. I like to use at times. Uh, there, uh, it's a it's a plastic worm hook that's got a little thirty second ounce weight built right onto the hook itself. I'll tell you what that that for me works a lot. And if I want to go a little bit deeper, work deeper water, or bounce through some weeds, and then I just go a little bit heavier, go to the sixteenth or an eighth ounce. You know, uh, the other thing too is you can use them when you're drop shotting. You can use the these spe- these type of worms when you're uh, uh, a Carolina rigging. Uh, there's so many different variables to use them. And you know, when, when you when you use it, let's say, weedless style, the Texas style where it's weedless with that plastic worm hook, you can throw that up into the sloppy areas where you got a lot of weeds and lily pads and stump. And since it's weedless, it's not going to get hung up. And you just slither it right through there. If there's like a little pocket, let it sink down a little bit. I'm telling you, that is an awesome, awesome bait for to, for a weedless lure in the slop. The other type of uh, lure that I like using in the slop that a lot of people overlook is a tube. I rig a tube weedless style on, on a, it's called a high-performance hook by Eagle Claw. It's got a little metal keeper so that the tube doesn't ride up and down. And you throw, you can rig that weedless as well and throw that in the slop. And I'm, I'm telling you, some of these techniques are so good for catching bass. But uh, the one thing about bass fishermen is that there's a lot of different ways to do it. Now, last week when Ron Johnson was here, Greg, I learned something last week. I learned about deep something to use in deep water fishing that I never thought of using. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with fishing deep water. I'm talking like in our area lakes, we're talking, let's say, 20, 25 feet down. Down where Ron Johnson fishes, he's fishing 50, 60, 70 feet down. And a lot of people say, well, how can, he fi- how can you fish that deep? It's because... They've got, in these reservoirs that they have there, the water is constantly flowing, so they have dissolved oxygen from top to bottom. So as long as the fish got dissolved oxygen and as long as they got food, they're okay. And so he's fishing, especially in the wintertime, really deep water and in the summer. It, It doesn't really have that much to do with the temperature, but their bait is there. And it does have a little bit to do with temperature. But anyway, and you know what he uses? He uses a cast master spoon. A half ounce cast master spoon. Cast. He sometimes vertical jigs it. Sometimes he casts it out, lets it sink, and then hops it back. And that is something that I never thought of trying, never thought of doing. It it was just something totally new to me, you know. And so I can't wait to try that this fall. And my son, who lives in Arizona, he was listening to that, and he said, you know, he says I never thought about that either. And he says, because I'm fishing these same these reservoirs, but he's in a kayak, of course. So he's you know, can't do all the things that, that some guys are doing down there. But anyway, he says, you know, I see guys fishing over that deep water, and I'm always wondering, what are they doing out there? Are they catching fish or what? He said he's going to try. He's going to get a couple of cast masters, and he's going to try. I was just saying how Ron taught me something last week that I'd never thought of, using the cast master in deep water. I'm definitely going to try that. Definitely. The, the cast master yeah. is listed as number 16. By oh, the is that field. right? Yep. It says cast master. Oh. These 
Oh, we got to go, huh? Well, it's two, well, minutes. two minutes. These two angular minutes. hunks of plated brass have a lively mm. tight wobble on a fairly retrieve, blah, 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 and they're good for salt water, oh. fresh water. Here well, it says, when large moths are schooled up and slashing shad near the surface, common at times in major southern lakes and reservoirs, reach out with a one-half-ounce chrome and blue version, then bring it darting and fluttering through the action. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. to, be reeling it it's made fast. by the Acme Tackle Company, which, if I'm not mistaken, Acme used to uh, supply Wiley Coyote with a lot of great, yeah, great stuff. And I think uh, uh, there's a special name for uh, Uncle Josh. Change your name to something I can't remember what, but Kalins. You know they carry uh, they they make the Kalins brand brand. They also own the Acme brand now. They own a number of different things, and there's a special name for that company. Oh darn it, I can't think of it. Out there in, oh, geez, now I can't remember the town that they're in. But anyway. What's my name? Yeah, what is my name? My <laughs> God, I'm telling you. Jeez. It's been a wonderful morning, Danny. This, this it, Boy, these two hours that's go right. fast. That's right. Uh, had yeah. a lot of great clients out fishing this week. I got more coming. Uh, and uh, Al Shook is going to fish with me Wednesday. Is that right? Yep. Oh, that sounds my like fun. My pheasant hunting buddy. Yeah, all righty. You got to. You got your day planned that day. That, I hope you have planned. nice weather for that. Me too. All so. righty, Danny. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attracting Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Talk to you all next week, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.